What's going on, guys? Uh, we're back with our third episode of Breaking Down the Boys this year. Um, I'm Spencer. We have Sage and Nick with us, and this week's a special, uh, special week. We have someone from uh, enemy territory joining us. We got me and Sage's buddy Carter. Uh, he's an Eagles fan. Carter, say what's up. Hey guys, thanks for having me on. Appreciate the opportunity, and uh, looking forward to chopping it up. Eagles Boys Week can't get any better. Yeah, I mean, number one rivalry in football, am I right? Um, we'll uh, we'll start off by talking about last week. Um, Cowboys obviously was a huge win. Uh, Greg the Leg came out and showed out this week. Um, was a big game-winning field goal against the Chargers. Um, Carter, I know we talked about this in the beginning of the show. Um, you know, one big storyline: Tony Pollard. Is he RB one or is he RB two? Sage, I'm, I'll give it to you to start off. <laughs> dude, Tony Pollard looks good, my guy. This dude is out here producing. I don't know if it's just like whenever Zeke is on the field, he just produces this amount of attention that people are just like, oh, Zeke's on the field, he's gonna get the ball. Then when Pollard comes on, they're like, all right, they're not gonna get the ball to him, ball to him, and then he gets the ball, and you know, it's just it's easy money. But I don't know, dude's looking good. I know Carter was saying he just tra- traded for him in a, in one of his fantasy leagues. Um, at this point of the season, I would say he looks better than Zeke. Nick, uh, I'll let you chime in on that because I know we were texting a lot about uh, Pollard this past weekend after the game. Oh, for sure. I mean, the guy's a stud. Um, the The thing is, though, they're not gonna put they're not gonna put Zeke on the bench. You know, I mean, it's just not gonna happen. Um, they've got too much money invested in him. You know, it's it's just the way it is. Um, I definitely like him. I, I think he's a really good gadget back. You know, he's uh plays kind of similar um uh to like a I guess kind almost kind of like an Austin Eckler kind of pl- a player where like he's real shifty. You know, he's a smaller guy but real quick. Um, you know, I'm very interested to see uh, what he could do with some more touches, but uh, I just don't think that they're ever going to give him the full nod as a starter. Yeah, I mean, you're definitely – they were feeding off the hot hand on Sunday. Pollard was making stuff happen. Obviously, Zeke scored. He had a decent game. Don't discount that for anything, whatever, whatever you want to say. But, you know, Pollard was obviously the better back in that game, and it's great to have, you know, two solid backs. You know, the NFL is a running back back committee now. Yeah. That's how it is. Unless you have, you know, the absolute stud running back, you know, Derrick Henry – uh christian mccaffrey the list ends there now carter i'll let you talk about what you saw you know i know you watched the game being an eagles fan you know you probably have the least biased opinion about the cap well actually shouldn't say least biased because you're an eagles fan but in your honest opinion what do you see from like pollard yeah i mean guys i think even going back to last year i think if you asked most cowboy fans i think they would even say in the covid year that pollard looked like the more explosive back So as an Eagles fan coming into the season, the first thing I was looking for on Thursday night was to see just how good Zeke looked. Because, you know, when the Cowboys have been very successful in the past, Zeke's a monster. I mean, he was a beast at Ohio State. He came out. I know that's a big reason that Sage started following the team. Um, So I know that Zeke is a key player for you guys. Um, And he just didn't look 100%. I mean, Pollard, to me, looks more explosive. It looks like eventually he's going to have to be the guy getting more work because, you know, the football is a wins and losses league, and he's been more productive. I believe he has better yards per carry, yards per touch, and I know he is like the change of pace guy, but at some point in time, I think that you guys are going to have to think about giving Pollard the majority of the work. And I think you, like, put up, brought up a good point because I know Nick and I talked about it a lot last week, and Sage, we were talking about it after week one or before week one, like the offense is now like focused on Dak. It's a Dak oriented offense and to take a lot of pressure off him, you know, helps the offensive uh, offense a lot more. And they were really leaning on Zeke to, you know, pick up that rookie year, that sophomore year that, you know, he was killing the NFL, you know, he led the league in rushing and everything like that. But to have Pollard, at least someone step up, it's going to help a lot. And Nick, how did the offensive line look? They looked fantastic, man. Um, I was very happy with the way the offensive line played. In particular, uh, Terrence Steele, who I was uh, I was blown away 
by the job that he did against um, Joey Bosa, um, especially for somebody I had absolutely no confidence in. Because last year, from what I saw last year, dude is just, I mean, he's just a guy. He's not really not really an NFL player. But, I mean, he, he kind of changed my mind this weekend. He looked really good. Yeah, I mean, you call in a guy to replace Lyle Collins, especially because we don't know how long Lyle's going to be out. You know, it's at, at, right now. It's minimum, bullshit, man. Come I, on. I know. We'll get into it later. I know. But we don't know how long he's going to be out. It could be one week, could be two. You know, it could be upwards of five weeks, you know, that full suspension. But for a guy like Terrence Steele to come in and, you know, he didn't have to, you know, blow up Joey Bosa every single play. And we weren't expecting him to. But he did, like, the job he had to do the entire game. He took him out of plays, you know, gave Dak just enough time. And what, Dak get sacked uh, once, I think? Yeah, dude. I mean, he answered the call. I mean, you can't ask for anything else. Right. And on the opposite side of the ball, another guy, another DN we'll talk about who hasn't played DN since high school, high school. Mr. Micah Parsons. Uh, Carter, obviously big Penn State fan. Uh, Micah being from Penn State, you know, what were you thinking? You know, you saw obviously that Micah was going to be playing DN uh, coming in this game. What were you thinking that he was going to show us as a DN? No. Yeah, I'll chime in on this, guys, for sure. Um, so Mark Micah was initially the number one defensive player in the country coming out of high school when he committed to Penn State as an edge rusher, primarily. He played running back and edge rusher in high school. And, I mean, he essentially just feasted on every single D-line, if you watch any of his high school tape. So I always said the comparison that I thought made sense for him was like a Khalil Mack type. Uh, I thought it was interesting at Penn State. They moved him to middle linebacker. Um, He's just such an athletic monster that he could really do pretty much any position on that front Freak, seven. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I was not shocked at all to see him causing huge problems for D-lines. And I think that at Penn State, he didn't do that enough. They didn't use him enough in that regard because they were trying to have him cover different areas. But if I was Dallas, I would say try to find a Khalil Mack-type role for him. And I can definitely say I'm not glad to see him in the division <laughs> for the foreseeable future. Yeah, I mean, especially with him, like, rotating between, you know, Sam or Will linebacker and down to a DN, you know, with DeMarcus being out for six to eight weeks, whatever it is, um, it's it's going to be – you said it. It should be a little scary for, you know, that weaker side offensive tackle. You know, the kid's just – a freak he's super fast super athletic and just knows how to get to the quarterback and at least get pressure and i mean i guess we can talk about that quote-unquote sack that he had that was intentional grounding that they called a sack uh saves nick i don't know which one of you wants to chime in on that but you know it obviously was a huge play in the game in the red zone um yeah i don't know i just the guy just reminds me of me yeah just <laughs> Just super plays, athletic. Just super good and just as athletic as anything as I've ever seen, you know? That's all I got to say. I mean, that's that's an impressive comparison. <laughs> <laughs> He's the best there is, plain and simple. <laughs> no, no, I mean, the dude's a freaking machine. I, we knew that. Like, we knew when we got him. Like, I think, like, when we did the draft, we were like, oh, you know, we really wanted a cornerback or something like that. And, and then when we got him, we were like, you know what? It might not be that bad. And I think he's proven that he's like, he's pretty much taken over the defense. And, I, you know, I'm excited how he's playing. I'm excited how Diggs is playing. Like, there's some guys stepping up, you know. And it, it's it's cool to see, especially after last year, like, with how terrible it was to watch a Cowboys game and just watch our defense on the field. It's it's pretty cool to see us making some hits. And, I mean, like I, I was texting you, Spent. I was texting both of you guys during the game, and I was like, "Here we go, shot ourselves in the foot again." Like we make yeah. stupid mistakes for sure, but it's really cool to just see us being able to actually compete and play at a high level. When is so? Actually, I saw the stat. Um, the last time that the Cowboys had four interceptions, you know, through two games, was like 1981. Yeah, that never well, happens. <laughs> Turnovers have been been our biggest issue on defense. Well, except for last year, uh, right. have been our biggest issue on defense for uh, I mean a decade, man. Um, you know, so it's really nice. To, I saw. I, I think I saw we ha, we lead the league in in, in turnovers so far yeah, th- six. through two weeks. Yeah, um, 
which is insane because um, that's not something our defenses are usually able to generate. You know, but that being said, that's the only thing that's bailing out this defense. We're still getting chewed up. Oh, the yeah. On, the only reason that we're even um, – that I can even say our defense is playing better is because they're generating these turnovers. I mean, we've given up, I think, over 400 yards in both games. Like, that's a, that's just a lot. You're talking about uh, total yards? Yeah. And but then, we've also played two really good football teams. That's true. And on the road. That's true. Um you know. Like it's not like we played the Eagles. And <laughs> <laughs> shots fired. <laughs> Just wait five minutes until we start talking about the Cowboys Eagles game. <laughs> no response from me right now. We'll get into it. We'll get into it. Um, but you know, it, it is exciting to see for sure. Um, you know, Micah in particular has, I mean, all the makings of a superstar. Um, I think it'd be real interesting to see how they use him moving forward. If he ends up being kind of like a hybrid, you know, D end outside linebacker, pass rusher kind of guy, um, you know, maybe rotate from le- left to right, kind of switch it up, keep the offense guessing. Um, he's honestly, he's just a weapon. He's a, he's a weapon for the defense, uh, for the defensive coordinator. And, uh, that's exactly what Dan Quinn needs. He needs somebody who he can just unleash with, you know, targeted violence and just say, go get them. Because one thing we lack is superstars on defense. Right. And I know I'm actually glad you brought that up because I know the biggest focal point of people's conversations about the Cowboys defense was, oh, they give up too many passing yards. You know, the corners or safeties are trash. You know, Diggs has made his mistakes in the first two games, but so far I'm impressed I'm happy to see how he's playing. You know, J. Ron Curse in his first game playing for the boys at safety this past weekend was good. DeMont, or Devonta Casey was good. Um, Malik Hooker had a good game for, you know, he, he started off really hot. Um, he made a few good plays and then kind of fizzled off, I think, just because J. Ron took over, um, like, later in the second half. Um, but, you know, through two games, I know, Nick, you said we've let up a lot of yards, but... This is far and above the Cowboys defense that we had last year, and that's just something to be happy about at this point. Because they're getting the turnovers. Right. You know, I mean, that's a huge part of it. Right, and, you know, it makes you excited when you actually see your team get the football, especially when the Chargers are driving 85 yards down the field then throw a pick in the end zone. That's that's scary, but it's nice. Yeah, for sure. It's it's just which nice. then didn't didn't Dak like almost do the exact same thing though like the next drive like almost throw a pick in the end zone after we picked it in the end zone or something like that or was that the Chiefs game? That was the Chiefs game. Mm, yeah, picks in the end zone, man, can't be doing that. No, got to be smarter in the end zone. Yeah, should have ran it. I mean, ask Marshawn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But hey, uh, it was a solid win. That Chargers team is no joke. They're gonna be they're Owen. Two or one and one. One and one. One and one. They're going to be uh, competing definitely for a wild card spot, I think, at the end of the year, um, if not taking over that wild card spot. But the AFC West looks surprisingly good with the Raiders, but it's early. Um, but hey, Greg the Leg, last part about the game, you know, came through in a very clutch way. It was a 56 yarder to win the game. Okay, it was. Pretty stupid McCarthy's explanation about the time management. I don't know if you guys saw it. Nick, I'm sure you did. Carter, I'm sure you did. Sage, I don't know if you saw what McCarthy had said about the time management at the end of the game. But, you know, to blame the clock and not seeing it, someone was in front of him, one of the clock was malfunctioning. It was just, no. you're lying. <laughs> no, yeah. yeah, you're lying. And and I texted you guys during the game, like, what are we doing? Right. Like, like what are we doing? And not to mention, like, you would think you want to get as many yards as you can and knowing that it's coming coming down to a field goal at the end where your your freaking kicker did what he did in week one. Um I'm happy to see Greg the leg come through and and honestly, him making that field goal, I think he saved his career. I think if he missed that and we go on to lose that game, I don't think we see him in a Cowboys uniform week three. Well he ba- he bailed McCarthy out too, you know. Yeah. Um because you, you go on to lose that game, there there is no, oh, I couldn't see the clock. There was a malfunction excuse. Nah, you bro. You missed the field goal. You're the, the malfunction coach. was a brain fade. 
Yeah. It was a brain fade. Pull your head out of your ass, Mike. Come on, Mike. Carter, what do you think? Fact or fiction? Did McCarthy uh, have a malfunctioning scoreboard? Well, let me actually ask a question. When Zeke catches the pass, to, it was on third and six. Yeah. How much time was left on the clock? 23 seconds or so, right? En- enough to get down and, like, spike the ball. Right. And you guys yeah. had it. No timeouts, or you had a timeout? We had one. One. Yeah, and you essentially picked up zero yards on the preceding however many plays. Right. Uh, yeah, well, I think uh, I think it's probably cap from McCarthy, but, I mean, you'd other be than surprised on Sunday. You know how many people that have never even played football that sit at home and watch, and they're like, what are they doing with the clock management here? I mean, it's so prevalent throughout the NFL to just see, like, total malpractice. Yeah. That's a You're good you're getting paid a lot of money to control those types. Like that's what you're. That that's what he was hired to do. Well, focus on the analytic uh, analytics and game management. And you're telling me there's not a guy on the sideline that is strictly watching a clock, and if he can't find one in front of him, he finds one to the side or wherever. Dude, I'm not even at the field, and I'm watching it on freaking TV and can see the dang <laughs> yeah. clock. I'm like, come on, guy, like. These are the things that we haven't done the last few years is win these close games. And if that went wrong and we lost that, Jerry's going to be pissed. You don't want to piss off Jerry. And that's that. And that the only fault that's on is the coaching staff. You're right. All right. All uh, Cowboys Chargers talk aside. It was a good win Uh, on in the next one. And uh, this is our featured uh, talk of the show. Cowboys Eagles week, uh, both one and one, you know, arch rivals. I think it's, uh, you know, there's always bad blood between the two teams. Uh, you know, we always, there's always some story. I think, uh, who was it, Carter? Uh, the uh, one linebacker um, from the Eagles saying, you know, we're going to go into Jerry's world and beat him. Or, I don't remember exactly what he said, but there's always someone talking about, you know, just talking talk. shit between the two teams. With that being said, I think one of the main conversations we have to have is our defense versus Jalen Hurts. Carter, I'll let you uh, get your two cents in about Jalen Hurts, uh, honest opinions, and uh, what you think is going to happen in say or, uh, in Monday night's game. All right, so first thing, I just want to start out with the line here. So when I first was – someone asked me what the line was. I think it was my dad or something. I said I'd have thought five-and-a-half Dallas, five-and-a-half-point five, five, five mm-hmm. favorites. I'm surprised it's only a three and a half point line. Um, that sticks out to me. Yeah, that sticks out to me right there. Is that could be an Eagles line? I honestly would have thought it would have been closer to a touchdown sort of favorites because I mean Dallas definitely has the better team and should win the division. Um, but anyways, on Hertz, I like what I've seen from Hertz. Um, I think we're in a good spot because we have the picks either two firsts or three firsts and uh, or either two firsts and two seconds. So at worst, we're going to have at least two firsts and two seconds. So if Hertz doesn't work out this year, we can pivot and go a different direction at the quarterback position. Um, I think what was critical was making sure we got Smith compliments of our good friends over there at Dallas Cowboys land uh, who traded us the pick so we could leapfrog the giants and take Smith. Um, Cause I think we were kind of going to be stuck in a rut unless we really got a weapon. Um, Getting Smith allows Hertz to try to have somebody develop with. Um, and because if we didn't get Smith, then we were kind of just working with the same weapons that we had with Wentz. And that just wasn't enough. So um, I'm interested to see. I went in, I'm going into the season with an open mind. I mean, it's a, a new quarterback and a new head coach. Um, I'm not expecting great things, but I think this Eagles team is probably the second best team in the division, mainly because I think we have the best O line and D line outside of. You know, I think Eagles probably have a better D-line, but probably the second best O-line in the division behind Dallas. And, you know, Giants don't look like they have it together. And Washington hasn't looked great. They're 0-2, I believe. Uh, or no, they're 1-1. But either way, I still think this Eagles team is going to be in the mix. I still think Dallas should take the division. But I see Eagles being in the mix till the end. Before I let Sage chime in, because I know he's chomping at the bit to just – say whatever's on his mind about the Eagles and Jalen Hurts. Um, that was actually, you know, to your credit, that was the most rational thought from an Eagles fan I think I've ever heard in my entire life. Um, very fair. <laughs> like, just in all honesty, very fair. Um, you know, 
very reasonable. Now, Carter, I know you're a very reasonable person when it comes to the NFL, um, just in sports in general. But uh, Sage, I'll let you chime in, and you can <laughs> let me let us know what you think about Jalen Hurts and the Philadelphia Eagles. Well. I don't know. I was going to say some bad things, but then Carter kept it kind of classy. So I feel like Jerry would be mad at me if I, I went off in a bad way. But <laughs> I think he's right in saying the Eagles are going to be in the mix just from the fact that I think this division, everybody's in the mix always. Right. Like we don't know who's going to be the top dog in this division. We never do for however many years it's been now. Like it's just it's always close. In this game, no matter how good the Cowboys are, no matter how good the Eagles are and how bad either of them are, they always play hard this game. Like, this game is always, like, a a weird one. I I hate this game. I really do. I hate this game. And do I think we are the better team? Absolutely. I mean, it's the freaking Eagles. Like, sorry, I'm getting a little (laughs) – yeah, but um, Jalen Hurts, I don't believe in in the guy. I think we're going to put a big hurting on him. No pun intended, um, you know, but um, I, I think he's all right. I don't think they've played the best teams. I think we've played better teams and have shown better. I mean, we literally went down to Tampa and had that game won and lost because our kicker decided that he didn't have a third le- – or Greg the leg. And, um, you know, it, it was just – I don't know what was going on there. But then we go into another good team's arena – and we take it to them. I mean, like the Eagles, I, I texted you guys, actually. I texted you, Spence. So the Eagles look good. They yeah, did. You did. You did. Who did they just play? Atlanta? The Niners. Or is that week one? The Niners. The Niners. So early in the game, the Niners couldn't do anything, right? Like the Eagles, their defense was stout. Like, I think, like, uh, the Niners went, like, three and out, like, the first three possessions or something like that. And I was actually impressed. I was like, all right. The Eagles are kind of – they might be raw. And then they just showed me, like, they're just still the Philadelphia Eagles. But, um, no, I'm, I'm excited for the game. I think it's going to be a good game. It'll be close. I, I think, like many – like Carter saying, like we're, we're the, the favorites for sure. But I just think with this game, it's just – there's really no favorites. Both teams are going to play, like, harder than they ever can. And Devontae Smith, he's, he's a talent, right? I mean, you can't take it away from the guy. He's a talent. He's – He's kind of got that it factor like um, like Deshaun Jackson or something like that that like can just like light a freaking fuse whenever he wants and pull out a big play. He's got that it factor, so you got to lock him down. It's going to be tough, but, you know, we're the Cowboys and they're not, so it's easy money. It's- <laughs> so that turned it from, you know, and I'm going to be respectful to I'm going to partially just shit on the Eagles for, you know, my three-minute rant. <laughs> uh, sorry, that was my three minutes, and uh, that's it. That's why I wasn't here last week. You know, they, yeah. they figured they'd just save me for this week. Let me use all my time. I had to get all that pent-up energy for the Eagles game. Yeah. A lot of no, testosterone I mean, flowing over here. Carter, you mentioned the line. You might want to take care of that, bud. <laughs> <laughs> oh, trust me. When the freaking Cowboys put a hurting on the Eagles, I will take care of that, Nick. <laughs> Bravo. Whatever you whatever you do, man, just make sure you wash your hands after, okay? Yeah, yeah. COVID, man. COVID. <laughs> Carter, you mentioned the line, and I think three points it was a given for a home team. Um, but, you know, what? I was thinking the same thing. It was probably a five, five-and-a-half point uh, spread, if if anything. Um, but, yeah, it's I feel like it's always going to be a close game between the Cowboys and Eagles unless, you know, Ben DiNucci is back there slinging the ball. Um, like last year, which was, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, the Eagles defense is solid. Um, I can't fault them in, in that aspect. Uh, offensive line, you're not wrong. Uh, you know, you're right. They're probably the second best offensive line in the division. And this division's such a shit show that really anything, anything can go any team's way or just hurt any team any way possible. What can go wrong will go wrong essentially. Um, Nick, I'll let you chime in what you first initial thought playing the Eagles at home in our first division game of the year. Um, well, I definitely think that, uh, you know, we should be the heavy favorites, um, especially with the way that 
some of our because our, our weakest part is our defense. Some of the way that our younger players have been stepping up, um, I think, matches up really well with the way that the defense or that the Eagles play offense. Um, you know, if if you have a, a dual threat quarterback like Jalen Hurts, who better to have, you know, shadow or put pressure on him than a guy like Micah Parsons? You know, a guy who can rush off the edge, blitz up the middle, um, runs a 4-3-40 at 260 pounds. I mean, you know, the dude's a machine. Um, so I think that's going to be exciting. Um, I do think that, you know, um, Diggs and Anthony Brown um, are probably going to have a little bit of a tough time um, trying to lock down uh, Devontae Smith. So we'll see how that goes. Um, but offensively, I don't I don't have uh, too many worries as long as we go out and, you know, everybody plays, you know, like we know that they can, like we've seen them do the last two weeks. They should be able to, you know, put up, you know, 26, 30 points, something like that. All right. In your opinion, we'll go around to our little circle here. Uh, impact player for the game, person that you think has to have the best performance offensively or defensively to win the game. Anyone can start. Um, I think that it's really going to come down to how how Dak, how many plays Dak is going to be able to make. I know that's kind of a cop out for the quarterback, but I mean it's just true. Um, like you said earlier on, it is his offense now. This is his show. Um, as long as he brings it, we should be in every football game this year. Yeah, I think. Uh, wait, you're going with a Cowboys guy? Well, I thought I thought that's what we were doing here, but we, we well, can yeah, go either way. Can go either. I, I just think uh, I think G- give us an Eagles guy. Then. Um, isn't Amari nicked up? Yeah, Mar- he's always nicked yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. Gallup, Gallup, Gallup is out. So yeah, I'm going to go with out. CD. I think the Eagles are going to have to slow CD down because if he's running around the slot and just getting those big yak yards and causing problems for us, I think that could be an area for Dallas to exploit. Uh, key player for Philadelphia, I'll go Sanders. Um, I think the Eagles got to got to work Sanders in this game because I mean this Cowboys offense is explosive. You guys did only put up. 20 points last week, but I believe uh, it was mentioned earlier. Dallas was moving the ball. Both sides were moving the ball a lot. Um, I think the Eagles are going to have to work a little bit of time of possession in this sort of game. So I'll go Sanders for the Eagles then. Before uh, before we move on, just a, real quick for the Eagles backfield. How do you feel about uh, this Gainwell character, man? I like Kenny. Um, he's actually Fletcher Cox's cousin, so I wouldn't doubt it's really? part of the reason that they ended up I'm sure Fletch like had a word to Howie in the front office to look out for his cousin, but they trust him a lot. It looks like he's the two-minute offense back. Um, I would say for any listeners out there, I think he's worth rostering, um, especially if you're a Sanders owner, um, because Gamewell has been in the game plan the first two weeks, and I'd expect him to get at least 10 to 12 touches every week. Uh, I think he's been productive, and he looks like he's ready to – you know, and, and the big thing for a young running back is uh, pass protection, and that's how you got to get on the field. So, and he looks like he's got solid pass protection. So, I expect Gamewell to have a pretty big role in the Eagles' offense. I, I mean, that being said, like Zeke is my cousin, and I've still been waiting for my call from Jerry. And uh, I mean, it's coming. You know, he's just got. Well, you went to the combine and stuff, so. right? Yeah. But that being said, Zeke, I think he's my impact player. I think Zeke comes to play in these games we've talked about it before on the pod um and just in person watching these games whenever it's like the eagles or the giants for some reason i always feel like zeke runs a little harder and instead of like maybe trying to juke somebody out or whatever he lowers his shoulder and he runs over somebody and he gets those two extra yards and he always does that at these games so i'm excited to see him have this game and i feel like if he's gonna have a breakout game it's gonna be this one and he's got to have this one in order for us to to do well. Um, I was actually going to ask Carter the whole time there what he thought of um, when the Eagles tried to run that Philly special there. <laughs> yeah, well, it was interesting. I actually, it was a really smart penalty from um, – and we could, I was going to get into this earlier. The Eagles moved the ball pretty well. I like what I saw from Hertz, but I think his next development is going to have to be in a red zone when the field starts to shrink. That's when he's going to have to start putting it into tighter windows and doing different sorts of things if he really wants to be a successful NFL quarterback. 
Um, so Norman takes the penalty. First down, they like do like a rollout pass that's incomplete. They try like a quarterback run and then just like a run up the middle. So fourth and one at home, you're up three. I'm fine with going for it, but I just didn't like a gimmick play there. You didn't like the gadget play. I didn't, and I'm a huge, huge supporter because I believe the analytics supports this. If you're going to run the ball down by the goal line, you have to spread the field. You can't put 10 men in the box and expect them to put 10 men in the box and think it's going to work. You're going to have to go three or four wide, um, and I think that's something the Eagles are absolutely going to have to do better this week if they want to have a chance to win the game is uh, red zone execution. Um, One point I did want to get in was we were talking about the the, um, Chargers game earlier. I look like Mike Williams was causing some problems for you guys. Um, we don't have any bigger receivers, but I think that that might be sort of the key to getting at this Dallas defense is maybe using Goddard a lot this week as like, you know, i.e. a bigger receiver, use the tight ends a lot. What do you guys think on that? I'm going to be frank and say the, the key to getting to the Dallas defense is going at number 30, Anthony Brown. Yeah. <laughs> wherever you, wherever he's shadowing, he's, going to be, you know, a problem for the Cowboys. Absolute liability. He's just a complete abomination at the cornerback position. But, Carter, you're right. Back to, yeah. like, the Mike Think Williams. Ryan Gosling in the Remember the Titans. That's Anthony Brown. Yes, essentially. Hey, that's five-time player of the week. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, like you said, you, these taller wide receivers, you know, Keenan Allen and Mike Williams, like, yeah, I think Mike Williams is having a really good year. And, like, maybe that was just him – you know, picking up where he left off the first week of the season. Um, but, yeah, I think if Anthony Brown's in the slot covering uh, Goddard at all, or depending on who our nickel corner is, uh, or even a linebacker, it's going to be a problem, you know, picking up those 8- to 12-yard plays, you know, just big chunk plays at a time. Um, but, yeah, that's that's something to watch for, for sure. Yeah, um, another thing is I think backs out of um, running backs, you know, running out into the flat, um, you know, especially if Micah Parsons isn't the guy who's covering the running back. If it's Jalen, we're in trouble. Um, we're really susceptible to the screen game also. Um, so we'll just have to see how that goes. Yeah, I was going to say my impact players, um, one for the Cowboys, I was going to put Terrence Steele in there again because, you know, Huge. Maybe maybe it was a one week wonder type thing. Maybe Bosa didn't bring his uh, 100% on uh, Sunday, so I'd like to see him do that consistently week in and week out while Lyle's out. And I was gonna say Miles Sanders out of the backfield or any running backs out of the backfield for Philly. You know, I just think we're very bad at covering the running back position in the flats um, on screen game. Nick, you just hit on it right there, and just run defense altogether. You know, if Micah's playing D end, you know we got. Keanu Neal, who's on the IR right now for COVID. We don't know if he's going to be available Monday night. Um, so that means Jalen and Leighton, they got to step up. Yeah. Sucks. How, how long is Gallup out? Three to five. Three to five. Oh, man, that hurts, man. Yeah. Um, so that definitely sucks. Luckily, Cedric Wilson, I mean, is, is a pretty capable, you know, number three. He just happens to be a number four on our squad. You know, um, so, but Gallup's just a guy that's like, I've been super stoked about from like when Dak got hurt to, you know, week one this year, like he just really took a giant step forward. Yeah. He's a really talented dude. Um, you know, hopefully we can keep him. I just don't see, I just don't see how we could possibly resign him. I Um, think you keep Gallup over Amari, but that's another day. Another conversation for another. Well, Amari still got what? Old th- words. Amari still got what? Three years left on his deal. Yeah. His, on his hundred million dollar deal. Yeah. <laughs> um, I uh, think we're paying the wrong people, Nick. We're paying <laughs> oh. the wrong people. Shit, you know? man, we've been doing that for years. <laughs> I'm still sitting here, man, waiting. And I'm waiting. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to being a Cowboys fan. I, uh, I will I, say, if Gallup hit the market, I would certainly be interested if I was Philadelphia. Oh, yeah. Well, for yeah, sure. I mean, you guys had receivers for, what, four or five years now that just can't catch, you know? So you see Gallup catching balls. It's very attractive. Yeah. How pissed he, is Carson Wentz that you guys actually get a capable wide, young wide receiver and he gets shipped the hell off, you know? 
Yeah, well, he's hurt already. Uh, yeah, yeah. How how, how pissed are you going to be when uh, Carson Wentz sits out for 15 games for two sprained ankles and you lose all your picks and he still screws you when he's not even playing for you? Well, I mentioned it earlier. Even if Wentz doesn't play the uh, 75% of games, the worst we'll have is the Dolphins first, our own first, the Colts second, our own second. So worst case scenario is two firsts, two seconds. So, I mean, I kind of accepted when they put that clause in, especially if the Colts are, are lower in the standings. They're not they're not going to play Wentz intentionally to keep their own first round pick if it's going to be a good pick. Right. Yeah. Yeah. He's so, just going to yeah. go on the IR because he's sore or something. Yeah. And they're in both crash. your ankles on the same play. I've never yeah. seen that happen. They're 0-2 right now, right? Colts? Yeah. Yeah. Damn, and that you know, I said earlier, I think I said week one that I thought the Colts were gonna be good this year. I really did. They were. I mean it's just you know, Still early. Bugs. Yeah, it's earlier. There's fifteen weeks left. They got time to turn it around. I wouldn't completely So I'll tell you what doesn't have time to turn it around is my fantasy football teams. They are horrendous. <laughs> Through two weeks, I am screwed, boys. Mm. You're playing in the toilet bowl again this year, Sage. Just I am the plunger. Well, Sage's team shows why you don't listen to the projections. I believe at the at like after the draft, he was projected to have the best team in the league this year. And now <laughs> well, Carter, you heard to. the story. You heard the story that I accidentally had my phone in my pocket and I went to go pull it out and it picked D Hop as my first pick in the first round. Which to be fair, not I a mean, bad pick. Not a bad pick, but like, don't think it was gonna be my pick. Like, it was just that was my day. You know, it was a good day. Yeah. Man, Anthony auto drafted the whole draft. He ended up with two kickers and two defenses. You need a backup. Yeah. yeah. Man, I, I mean, we should actually talk about that. Maybe putting kicker position at flex, you know. There you it's go. A good look. You need those extra points, huh? Yeah. Dude, dude, one of one of my leagues, you can put a quarterback in it at flex. I was like, what the hell is this shit? Yeah, yeah, that's that's disgusting. Guy obviously doesn't know what he's doing because you also have to start two tight ends in that league. Who who the fuck starts two tight ends? <laughs> All right, uh, well, uh, there's three tight ends in the whole fucking league. Somebody yeah, literally, literally impossible to get to, one good tight yeah. end. Let alone yeah, two. there's literally like. Four or five. It's like Kelsey, Andrews, Waller and Kittle. Waller and Kittle. Yeah. Is the is Andrews the Ravens guy? Yeah. Yeah, he looked good, man. Ertz used to be in that group, but now he's washed. Yeah, he is washed. Dude, he hasn't even suited up yet, has he? Uh, he played in both the first two games, um, but he's actually on the COVID <laughs> list right now. He's been, Nick, he did that no that is that literally is bad. That the dude played in the first two games, and you asked, did he even suit up? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> well, you know, there's all that trade talk. I mean, I, who knows, man? That's pretty funny, though. That's pretty funny. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it, boys. I think it's going to be a good a good game. I think we should um, get to the next segment, do it quick, uh, the, of the uh, pickums. All right, yeah, we'll uh, we'll move on to our picks. Um, so in our season standings, uh, we got Nick coming in at a solid four and six. He went two and three last week. Um, Sheesh! I also went two and three last week, making me five and five. And Sage, uh, he caught up to me. He went three and two last week, tied at five and five as well. Now uh, we'll let Carter join in on our guest pickums this week. Uh, we got five pretty good games. Um, we got the Bucks at the Rams. We got the Seahawks at the Vikings. Um, the ever sought after 0-2 matchup. Talk about a toilet bowl. Falcons at the Giants. Um, then we got the Packers at the Niners, and obviously we got to end with the Eagles Cowboys. So first game, uh, Bucks at the Rams. Um, Nick, I will let you take this one first. You know, I think I'm going to have to go ahead and take the Rams. Um, they look really good playing as a really complete football team. And I mean, fuck man, somebody has got to beat Tom Brady. <laughs> All right, Carter, how about you? I'm going Rams too. Uh, li- like that pick a lot. Uh, yeah, I, I, like you said, they're playing complete football and I just think now that McVay has, and I actually even like golf. Um, I, I think he'll do all right in Detroit, but Stafford's definitely the superior player. 
Um, I think that brings an entire new dimension. And I will say Aaron Donald looked threatening once again the other night. So I, I'll go Rams. Aaron Donald's a scary dude, man. Yeah, that defense is really good. I mean, even with Antonio Brown out, I still think the Bucks pull it out. I'm going to take the Bucks. Sage? I want to go Rams, but I can't go against Tom Brady. That dude's like aging like fine wine, and I love it. Dude's good. <laughs> All right, on to our uh, second game, Seahawks at the Vikings. Seahawks lost a close one last week against the Titans. Um, I'll start this one off. Um, I really don't think the Vikings team is very good at all, and I think the Seahawks should have won that game last week, so I'm taking Seattle. Yeah, Dalvin Cook's really uh, really the lone bright spot. Um, well, and Thielen, but I'm and also going to go ahead. No, I don't like that guy. Fuck him. <laughs> um, but I'm also going to take the Seahawks. Sage? Carter? Um, going Vikings. Ooh. I think uh, the Seahawks are hurt, man. It's their last loss. It's stunned. So the locker their, room their feelings is, are hurt. Emotionally. Yes, I think I think they're emotionally divided in the locker room right now. And I'm going Vikings. You know they played they played well against um they played against the Cardinals, right? Yes, they lost by one point to the Cardinals. Dude, <laughs> the Vikings are real. They're 0 and 2, and they're the realest 0 and 2 team in the league. All right, save, save I'm with SK. I'm going Vikes. Uh, 0 and 2 Vikings at home. 4:30 national game, I believe. Um, I mean, I think their backs are against the wall, and I just don't believe in this uh, Seattle defense. So I'm gonna go Vikes. Okay. Dude, Russell Wilson's too small. He's too small. <laughs> the, the spoken narrative of his entire career. He's too small. All right, all uh, our third game, uh, Falcons at Giants. This is a big, you know, Eli's jersey <laughs> getting retired. It's a, it's a big game. Anyone want to start it off? Yeah, I'll start it off. This is the battle of the 0-2 terrible teams. Um, I'm going Giants, man. I'm going Giants to get their first win. I don't know why. They're at home. I feel like Saquon's going to have a breakout game. I mean, I did just see him playing beer pong on Barstool at Penn State, so maybe he won't have a breakout game. But I do feel like he will. Was I he draining him? Be... No, no, he was actually he was bad. very bad. Very oh, bad. Shit. Maybe I'll take the Falcons. <laughs> <laughs> so is that your actual pick? You're taking the Falcons? Hell no, I'm not taking the Falcons. Uh, Mike, uh, Matt Ryan looks terrible. Um, I'm going to have to take the Giants just because I think, uh, you know, Daniel Jones is, is, is playing better football than Matt Ryan right now. Right. Sole reason. Carter? Give me the Falcons. Um, and okay. the only reason I'm going to take Falcons is he's right. Matt Ryan does look terrible. But the Giants might actually have the worst pass rush in the league. Uh, the offensive line is bad. But their pass rush, I mean, I don't even think you guys could name an edge rusher on the New York Giants currently. Could you? Leonard Williams? Yeah. He's interior guy. Interior, sorry. I only know um, Jones and Saquon from their team so let alone anybody else okay. yeah they got aziz ojalari who's like a third round rookie who looks like pretty mediocre and lorenzo carter um that pass rush is bad it's really bad and i think ryan should have enough time to throw that the falcons get the dub dude ojalari is a uh, second um in for rookie ed, uh pass rushers in in hurries right now he's i mean he's playing pretty good football out of georgia no, Nick, Nick, Nick's a stat guy. I'm going with the Giants. I'm going with the stat guy. All right, I'll go against the grain. I'm going with that. Fuck the Giants. <laughs> All right, we got our uh, fourth game, Packers at the Niners. Uh, Packers kind of came alive after their first week, whatever you want to call it, against the Saints. Um, I'll start it off. I, you know, I'm after what they did to the Lions, not that I'm saying the Lions are any decent team in the NFL, but I'm going to take the Packers. Oh, my God. After what they did to the Lions, Spence, they were losing at half. And then Goff decides to run out of talent. He went in the locker room, and who knows what he did. Maybe a shot of fireball or something, but he ran out of freaking talent, ran out of gas, 
And I'll tell you what, dude. The Niners are going to stomp the Packers. The Packers look terrible. They look terrible. I would put them in the bottom three of the league right this now. Is, this is Aaron Rodgers' revenge game for the 49ers not trading for him. So that's what Aaron Rodgers looks terrible. And he is not a leader. He is a bad leader, and and I would not want to play for him. And I'm telling you, I'm going back to that locker room division. That locker room is divided, and there is a cancer on that team, and it is the leader, Aaron Rodgers. He looked pretty good on Jeopardy, though. <laughs> so if you didn't know my pick, it's 49ers. <laughs> I wouldn't have guessed. Uh, Carter, you can take this one. Uh, yeah, I actually do like the Niners in this game, but I don't think the <laughs> Packers look nearly as bad as Sage thinks. Yeah. <laughs> terrible. They're terrible. They're Sage has some hot takes. They're still going to win 10 or 11 games. And, I mean, you got the Bears, you got the Lions, and you got the Vikings. I mean, there would have to be some sort of Christmas miracle for the Packers still not to take that division. Dude, I the Bears that. are going to beat the Packers in that division. They look terrible too. They look terrible. You heard it. You heard it here first. The Bears will beat the Packers in the division. Fields Man, not not unless they turn it over to Fields full time. Yeah, they, they just did, I think. Well, not full time, just for they, Sunday. Yeah, yeah they said. Well, yeah, but when Fields freaking goes Daddy Mahomes on everybody, I mean, it's gonna be full time. It's gonna okay. be. Nagy came out and said, "When Andy Dalton's healthy, he's our starter." Yeah. Which I mean. That's what they said about Romo, too, so we'll see. Fields is a good man. He's from Ohio State. All right, let Nick make his pick. I'm going to go with the Packers. Um, You know, it's it's tough because eventually Brandon Ayuk and George Kittle got to show up, and that's going to, you know, that's going to really do some things for that uh, San Francisco offense. But, um, you know, Aaron Jones is playing great. Um, Devontae Adams, I mean, it's – it, the big three in um, in Green Bay is just um, it pains me to say it, but I mean they're tough. Okay. And then our obvious last game, Eagles at the Cowboys, Monday Night Football. Um, I think I feel like I know who everyone's gonna pick. I, Carter, I don't know who you're gonna pick, so I'll save you for last. Um, say it, you can start. <laughs> I mean, this is an easy one. I think I've just went five for five, boys, this week. I'm going with America's team, the Dallas Cowboys. I mean, it's a it's a no brainer. It's it's going to be a wash. It's it's easy money. Um, if it, I'm it, this isn't legal uh, betting advice or anything, but you know, I am going to take that spread. It's a very easy pick. It's a very easy win. And um, like I said, this is not me providing betting advice for this is financial game. Disclaimer. Yes, but if I were you, I would listen to me. This is an easy win. Easy. I mean, dude, we got like a totally overpaid quarterback and wide receiver and running back. I mean, what could go wrong? It's so easy. Yeah. Sage is obviously a huge fan of the spread. Yeah. Big spread guy. And and not to mention, I've lost a lot of money on sports betting this year so far. (laughs) Oh, man. 1-800-GAMBLER. <laughs> yeah, <1-800-GAMBLER. laughs> coming, coming, coming from you, Carter. No, I know. That's what I'm saying. I'm just saying it as like a disclaimer <laughs> to any Yeah, man. He, he's got a gambler <laughs> I just had to put my legal thing in there. So, yeah. No, just so um, you can't get sued. <laughs> this yeah. isn't betting advice, but I would take it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Nick. Nick, who are you taking? Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and I'm also gonna take the Cowboys. Um, I I would I would bet the spread also. Um, you know I do think it's gonna be uh, a little bit higher scoring. We'll probably you know see uh, you know high 20s, low 30s, just because our defense you know while they've been playing better than they did last year, you know better than shit still ain't great. Um, so we'll see what happens, but I'm gonna take the Cowboys. I'm also gonna. Make it three for three. Cowboys, um, it's definitely going to be a high-scoring game. I don't think we're going to see one of those 10-7 games that we saw last year with Ben DiNucci or whatever it was, you know, 17, 13, whatever it was. But, yeah, it's definitely going to be a high-scoring game. Um, 
I will also be betting the spread um, for those of you who listen on sports betting. This, this is not advice. Betting legal this is not advice. A, yeah, this is not advice. This is just what we're saying we're going to be doing. Um, but yeah, I'm going to take the Cowboys and to to end it off, uh, Carter. What's what's your pick? I'm genuinely curious to see who you think will win this game. Yeah, so I like the Eagles week one in Atlanta, and I thought that they would win week two in, uh, at home to San Francisco. But I think Dallas probably wins this game, but I think it's going to be a close game. If I had to pick, I'd say 24-20 Cowboys. Uh, I think five and a half might be too many points, so maybe the three and a half. But I don't. I disagree with Spencer. I under 51 might be the best play here. I, I I don't see the Eagles putting up too, too many points. And I think the Eagles defense are going to try to slow down Dallas and, you know, maybe do a little ball control. So I'll go 24, 20 Cowboys. I think it's going to be a lot of points that game. Like Nick said, our defense ain't great. The Eagles defense, not great. Brandon both, quarter, both quarterbacks can make a play too. You know, like, there's weapons on both teams. It's going to be. And they're not on the defensive side. Besides Michael Parsons. Besides Michael Parsons. Dude, is this is this the game we finally see the leash taken off a of boss man fat? Dude, there's no way he sees the field. <laughs> I'm just saying there's only one cornerback in 2020 that led up zero catches against Devontae Smith. And it's him. And it's boss man fat. There's no way he sees the field. Bro, I'm just saying. He's your Reggie Robinson or Rashard Robinson of last year. Dude, Dude imagine how good. Boss man is the truth. Imagine how good uh, Michael Parsons would have been if he went to Ohio State. <laughs> He'd probably have a drug problem and fail out. All right. Well, regardless, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a fun Monday night. Um, I know Carter. We're probably gonna be texting during the game. You know, it's Cowboys Eagles. You know, it's always a good one. Um, so if you guys don't have anything more to add, um, I think we should uh, wrap it up here. Carter, just want to thank you for coming on on the show. You're our first guest star, so uh, appreciate you coming on, and I uh, hope you had a good time, buddy. Thanks for having me on, fellas. It was a blast. And uh, if we get rave reviews on this, maybe I'll be back uh, for the second edition at Link Financial Field later in the season. Yeah, we'll see you uh, week uh, week 16 or, or whatever it is, you know, later in the season. Yeah, Carter, bro, I'm think- telling you, you coming on this show, it just changed your life, man. Yeah. Rave reviews, stuff like that. It, you, If you had a business right now, your Yelp reviews would be off the charts because you came on this show. Sorry, Nick, prob- go ahead. Yeah, but uh, if the Cowboys end up dropping this one, bro, get lost. You ain't fucking coming back. (laughs) (laughs) Bad luck, Carter. Damn, I I even picked the Cowboys. Maybe it was that reverse jinx. Yeah. (laughs) Just saying, man. (laughs) Superstition. All right, so we'll uh, we'll wrap it up there. Uh, Thanks for listening, guys. Uh, We'll see what happens Monday night. And as always, go, boys. Let's go.